Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarudha Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasika bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadulil Tashaykh Al-Allama Imam bin Baz Rahimahullahu Ta'ala the book which is entitled Durusul Muhimma Li'amatil Ummah Important Lessons for the General Masses of the Ummah The Shaykh Rahimahullah Ta'ala At the conclusion of speaking about Ashirk Al-Asghar Which is the second category from the categories of Ashirk He mentions, he says Meaning Ashirk Al-Asghar In this category Meaning Ashirk Al-Asghar La yujibu ridda it does not necessitate apostasy. And it does not necessitate that one shall abide in hellfire forever. But rather it will negate the completion and the perfection of it. It will negate the completion of it. Which is obligatory that we complete. Yani. So the aspect of a tawheed that is binding, that we must complete, it will negate that. It will negate that. Naam. وَقَالَ الشَّيْخِ الشَّيْخِ عَبْدُ الرَّزَاقُ بِنْ شَيْخِ عَبْدُ الْمُحْسَنِ الْعَبَادِ الْبَدَرِ حَفِظُهُمُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى He mentions, he says, بَعْدَ أَنْ بَيَّنَ الشَّيْخُ رَحِمُهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى اِخْتِلَافَ هَذَا النَّوْعِ عَنِ الْأَوَّلِ الَّذِي هُوَ شِرْكُ الْأَكْبَرِ فِي الْحَدِّ ذكر أنه يختلف عنه في الحكم. Is that after the Sheikh had explained the difference between this category and the first, and the first is the major shirk, الشرك الأكبر, major shirk. After explaining the difference between this category and the first category as relates to their definition, ذكر أنه يختلف then he mentioned that it also differs from it in ruling meaning that the ruling and that which is connected to it 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 differs meaning for the one who embarks upon it so this category meaning it does not necessitate that one will leave Islam it does not necessitate apostasy and it does not necessitate that one will stay in hell forever. Whereas Shirk al-Akbar, when one embarks upon Shirk al-Akbar, then this is that which will remove an individual from the religion. Naam, this will constitute apostasy. When the Shirk al-Akbar falls upon an individual, then this will constitute apostasy. And also, the one who dies upon Shirk al-Akbar, the one who dies upon major Shirk, that it will necessitate that that individual stay in hell forever. Whoever falls into anything from the minor shirk, 
whoever falls into anything from the minor shirk, then this is not mean that that person has become an apostate. That whoever falls into something from the minor shirk, this does not render an individual as an apostate. أي لا يكون كافرا كفر الأكبر الناقل عن من الملة meaning that it will not constitute major disbelief that a person as such will become a kafir because they have fallen into the major disbelief that will remove a person from the religion that will remove a person from the religion وأيضاً إذا مات على ذلك فإن ذلك لا يوجب الخلود في النار and likewise, if a person were to die upon something from the minor shirk, then that will not necessitate that that individual will have to abide inside of the hellfire forever. It will not necessitate nor will mean that an individual will have to abide in the hellfire forever. And these are the differences between these two categories. However, and it's important that each and every one of us gives some thoughts and some contemplation on this. And that is, is that the ulama, they differ. The ulama, rahimahumullahu ta'ala, they differ as relates to the ruling of the one who dies upon minus shirk. As Shaykh mentions, he says, al-ulama, rahimahumullahu ta'ala, اختلفوا في من مات على الشرك الأصغر. They differ as relates to the one who dies upon minor shirk. هل يدخلوا في قوله تعالى Will they enter into Allah's statement? إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به That Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with Him in worship. And Allah does not forgive that an individual makes shirk with him. Allah does not forgive this. So the one who dies upon minor shirk, will they enter into the general meaning of this ayah? Naam. For men and ulama, so from the ulama, man qal, huwa dakhilun fiha li'umum al-ayah. Some of the ulama, they say, rather, this individual will enter into it. The one who dies upon minor shirk, he will also enter into this the meaning of this ayah due to its generality. Due to the generality of the verse, then they will enter into those who had made shirk, of which who will not be forgiven. Naam. So some of the ulama, they say yes, they will enter into it. Bima'na, meaning, أَنَّهُ إِنْ مَاتَ عَلَى هَذَا الشِّرْكِ لَا يَدْخُلُوا تَحْتَ الْمَشِيئَةِ Meaning that if they die upon this type of shirk, then they will not be eligible or fall under the mashi'ah. Meaning they will not have the eligibility of being forgiven for their shirk, but rather they will have to be punished. That they will have to be punished. That the option... Of them just being forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sin in which they have done, they are not eligible for this. And therefore, they will have to be punished. They will have to be punished. But rather, they will have to be punished. Naam.
Because as we know from the other sins, Naam, from the other sins, is that what is that we are under the the Mashia. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He will either forgive us for committing those sins or we will be punished in the hellfire to be cleansed from those sins and then we will leave the hellfire and be entered into the Jannah. Naam. This is the other major sins like fornication, like drinking alcohol, so on and so forth. Naam. Some of the ulama, they, as mentioning here, they say that this is not an option for the person who dies upon minus shirk due to the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with him, that Allah does not forgive shirk. So therefore, the one who falls into this category of minus shirk, then they don't have the option to just be forgiven, but rather they will have to be punished in the hellfire. They will have to be cleansed by the fires of hell from the minor shirk. But they will not stay in hell forever. But they will not stay in hell forever. So again, you have from the ulama who say that those who fall into this type of category of shirk, shirk al-asghar, if they die upon that, then they have to go to hell. They have to go to hell to be cleansed from that sin. But they will not stay in hell forever. But rather, they will be cleansed from this sin and then they will leave from the hell. They will not stay there forever. فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُخَلَّدُ فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا مَنْ مَاتَ عَلَى الشِّرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ Because they will not remain in the hellfire except for those who die upon major shirk. Those who die upon major shirk these are the ones who will stay in hell forever. Before mentioning the second opinion, it is important to know that what? That this affair is an affair that is serious. It's an affair that we can't afford to play around as relates to it. It's an affair as such is that it should terrify us. Because whether it is like this, and that minor shirk enters into the generality of the verse, or it is as the other ulama mentioned, and they say it does not enter into the generality of the verse, but rather the verse is specific to shirk al-akbar. Regardless, it is a dangerous affair. It is a dangerous affair. Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, in Kitab al-Tawheed, he brings a chapter, and the chapter is called Bab al-Khawf min al-Shirk, chapter heading, Fear from Polytheism, to be scared and afraid of polytheism. And he brings some texts inside of that chapter. The first text that he brings inside of that chapter is this very ayah which was aforementioned. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika liman yasha. That Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with him in worship. But he forgives other than that 
to whom he pleases. He forgives other than that to whom he pleases. He brings this ayah and the ulama they mention that Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab he brought this ayah here and he didn't bring any commentary on it. He left it general as the ayah comes and he left it upon his generality because regardless of whether it is major shirk or it is minor shirk it is that which necessitates that we are scared of it it is that which necessitates that we are that we fear falling into it because if it is the major shirk then this will place one in hell forever this will remove one from the religion if it is the minor shirk ma'am if it is the minor shirk then some of the ulama they say it'll place a person in hell and they have to go to hell they have to go to hell to be cleansed from it ma'am and then they'll come out. Others from the ulama, they mention, as the Shaykh mentioned, Shaykh Abdul Razak, women are ulama, men call, and from the ulama, those who say, And that verily, the, um, the ruling of it, its affair, is like the rest of the major sins. Is that a person can be forgiven, or a person may be punished due to it. Naam? Is that a person may be forgiven or they will be punished due to it and have to be cleansed from it. Naam. And they say, وَأَنَّهُ تَحْتَ الْمَشِيئَةِ And that it is under the Mashi'ah. InshaAllah عَذَّبَ وَإِنشَاءَ If Allah wills, He will punish him. And if Allah wills, he'll, he'll just forgive him. Right? Regardless though, when one reflects back, regardless on whether it is like this or it is like the first opinion that the ulama, they say that no, they have to go to hell to be cleansed from it. There is no option for them regardless whether or not the mere fact that there is a possibility that an individual must go to hell must go to hell is enough to be scared of it and even with the other opinion that an individual could be forgiven or they could be punished it is still not worth it it is still not worth it. It is still not worth the risk. It is still that which necessitates that we are scared of it. It is still that which necessitates that we fear it. It is still that which it is incumbent that we are on guard as relates to it. Also inside that chapter of being scared of, of shirk. Again, Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahhab, he didn't bring any distinction between major shirk or minor shirk. But be scared of what? Of shirk, period. What highlights this also is the hadith in which he mentions inside of that same chapter where the Prophet وسلم, he said, And that which I fear the most for you is الشرك الأصغر is the minor shirk. And the Prophet وسلم, he was asked about what is the minor shirk and the Prophet وسلم, he responded by saying, showing off. Naam? And the details of showing off were mentioned in previous classes. It is very clear here that he's the mentioning of minor shirk. Because what? Whether it's major or minor, shirk necessitates that we are scared of falling into it. And then he brings a hadith of the Prophet وسلم, and Ibn Mas'ud. 
قال قال رسول الله صلى الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من مات وهو يدعو لله ندا دخل النار that whoever dies and they are worshiping along with Allah arrival they are worshiping something else along with Allah then they will enter into the fire رواه البخاري it's collected by البخاري نعم this also what is general whoever dies and they're calling upon something other than Allah نعم then they will enter into the fire this is what we have to be scared we have to be scared of falling into shirk al-asghar and we have to be scared of falling into shirk al-akbar we have to be scared so we have texts that clearly point to shirk al-akbar like the last one mentioned and then we have texts which clearly mention shirk al-asghar naam that yeah uh, 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 was was uh, was mentioned that we, that we have to be scared so whether it's the major shirk or the minor shirk we have to be scared and then we have those texts that are general which could yeah, any imply either 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 uh, or uh, like in the, the the first ayah mentioned that Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with him Naam. so it necessitates that we are scared of shirk period whether it's minor, minor shirk or it is major shirk that we are scared of shirk that there is no degree or level of shirk that is deemed to be acceptable there is no level of shirk no degree of shirk that is acceptable we have to be scared of falling into polytheism period whether it's my major polytheism or it is minor polytheism we have to be scared of falling into polytheism and we have to teach our children what is polytheism so that they can stay away from it we have to teach our children what is it tawheed so that they may implement it we ourselves have to know what is it tawheed so we implement it and what is a shirk so we can stay away from it now it is incumbent because these affairs are too important the greatest obligation and the greatest commandment is the commandment to establish tawheed now the greatest obligation and the greatest commandment that it is the commandment to establish a tawheed and the greatest prohibition the greatest prohibition and the yani and the most dangerous of the affairs is what is a shirk the greatest prohibition is a shirk the most dangerous affair then it is a shirk so we have to stay away from shirk the big of it and the small of it the major of it and the minor of it we have to stay away from it naam imam muhammad abdul wahab he also brings inside of the aforementioned chapter the hadith that is collected in sahih muslim and jabir radiyallahu ta'ala anhu أن أن الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من لقي الله من لقي الله من لقي الله لا يشرك به شيئا دخل الجنة ومن لقيه يشرك به شيئا دخل النار that whoever meets Allah while they are associating partners with Him then excuse me whoever meets Allah and they are not associating partners with him whatsoever and they are not associating anything with him as a partner then they will enter into jannah whoever meets allah 
and they are not associating anything with him as a partner, then they will enter into the Jannah. And whoever meets Allah and they are associating something with him as a partner, then they will enter into the fire. And they will enter into the fire. This hadith is a hadith that should scare anyone. If we want to escape the fire, then we have to stay away from the shirk. And also this hadith is an encouragement. It's an encouragement to establish a tawheed. It's an encouragement to make all of one's religion sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's an encouragement for one to make all of his deen sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because whoever meets Allah and they are not associating anything with him as a partner, then they will enter into the Jannah. Then they will enter into the Jannah. And also in this same hadith, which shows us how this is something that we should have be concerned for ourselves. That we should be concerned for ourselves. And likewise, we should be concerned for our children. Yeah, we should be concerned for our children. Is 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 um, is a statement that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informed us that Ibrahim al-Khalil he said, Wajnubani wabaniya. And keep me and my offspring far removed from worshipping the idols. Keep me and my offspring far removed and away from the worshipping of idols. From the worshipping of idols. So, Ibrahim due to the extreme danger that is within shirk here was con uh, yani he was extremely concerned for himself and for his children. He was extremely concerned for himself and for his children. So he made dua, he beseeched Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep him and his children away from falling into shirk. To keep him and his children away from falling into shirk. So regardless, whether it is the minor, minor shirk or it is the major shirk, we have to be scared of it and we have to fear falling into it and we have to fear that our children fall into it and we have to be scared for our children from falling into it and it is a must that as parents we take invested interest into our children's lives what they are doing who they are communicating with what what uh, apps they are using who they are speaking to, what is being said to them, what are they being exposed to, so on and so forth. This is very important of extreme importance. Because we live in a time that the kuffar, they have put shirk everywhere. Those stories that are supposed to be children's stories, You'll find they're in shirk. Those novels they write and you find they're in what? Shirk. Even the children's songs in which they sing, you find they're in what? Shirk. And then when our children enter into schools, you find inside of the science books shirk. Naam. 
whether it's presented in the the Big Bang Theory where those atheists believe that there was no design there is no creator who deny the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus this is their explanation and the like or those who believe in what they believe in from these atheists scientists who try to disprove the texts and belittle them giving yani to give rise to their scientific attempts whether that be evolution or whatever the case is they are presenting a narrative to our children that is devoid from the creator they are presenting to our children a narrative that involves shirk and rububiyyah the type that even the polytheists of Mecca even the polytheists of the Quraysh they believed in Tawheed al-Rububiyyah but you have individuals who are writing these textbooks some of them who they are atheists they don't believe in the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they don't believe even in a Tawheed al-Rububiyyah so I want you to reflect on this these are individuals who have an aqidah that is even worse than the aqidah of Abu Jahl. Even worse than the aqidah of Abu Jahl. Worse than the aqidah of the Quraysh. The polytheists of Quraysh. And this is what our children they are being exposed to. And then, not to mention, in popular culture, those books and those movies that come and they are putting the ancient myths and portraying these false deities from these ancient myths the Rome whether it be the Yani the myths from the Romans or from the Greeks and so on and so forth then they make movies based upon this mythology where they have the God of such and such represented and the other God of such and such represented and so on and so forth and these are being passed off as just movies being passed off as just cartoons so on and so forth and then our children they are yani, um, consuming this and do we think that this will not have an effect upon their belief? do we think this will not have an effect upon their belief especially in cases where individuals are negligent as relates to the education of their children so we have a situation where there is no good or there's very little good being poured into the vessel of our child but at the same time they are being bombarded and all of this evil is being poured into them so everywhere you turn around and every Disney movie is magic sorcery right uh, then when our children get big and they attach themselves to academia and so on and so forth they have to maneuver around all of this 
misbelief and those things that contradict the book and the sunnah and so on and so forth. If we are not teaching them, educating them, taking a vested interest in their education, then we're setting them up for loss. They're being filled with filth and we're not giving them the tools needed to navigate, let alone not stopping them from being filled up with this filth, which should, which should be our given anyway, to prevent this as much as possible. And this is also with the understanding that what there are certain things that are unpresentable, uh, unpreventable, excuse me, especially when living in the lands of the kuffar and so on and so forth, and even in the lands of the Muslims, these things they creep in. There are things that are un, un, unavoidable. There are things they're going to be exposed to anyway. Okay, so in 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 addition to those things that they are already going to be exposed to now, are we are just going to just throw them to the wolves and expose them to so much more? Unnecessarily. And then at the same time, not fill them, not equip them with that in which they will be able to deal with the likes of these doubts, that which they will be able to deal with the likes of those things that they are going to. Yani be exposed to those things that are unavoidable that they're going to be exposed to. We have to have a concern for ourselves and for our children. This is of extreme importance. Of extreme importance. The the Shaykh Abdullah Ta'ala Shaykh Abdul Razak he goes on to mention in conclusion, he says, Lakinahu, meaning that this minor shirk, naam, um he goes on to mention yeah, the statement of Imam Ibn Baz. Imam Ibn Baz said, But rather this will negate the yeah, any, uh, completion of the obligatory tawheed. It will negate the completion of the obligatory tawheed. tawheed. <clears throat> and that which negates the obligatory tawheed, yeah, any, that which will negate the obligatory tawheed, صاحبه معرض للعقوبة وسخط الله تبارك وتعالى. Then the person, يعني anything that will negate the completion of a person's tawheed, then that individual is subjected potentially to the punishment. They are they open themselves up and subject themselves to potentially being punished by Allah سبحانه وتعالى and يعني having Allah be angry with them. Having Allah Azza wa Jal be angry with them. So now I want you to think about this again. That the, the shirk al-asghar, although although a person won't stay in hell forever, naam, it will negate the completion of the obligatory tawheed, which would expose the individual potentially to being punished by Allah, and that Allah will be angry with them. Just just these things alone, naam, doing something that will make Allah angry with you. Is, is enough to be scared of falling into that thing. Is enough to make us want to stay away from that thing. Is enough to make us be scared and fearful that our children will fall into the likes of that. Naam. The Shaykh goes on and he says, Because as relates to being complete and, 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 and uh, completing, then it is of two types. Naam is of two types. Kamalun wajib. You have a kamal, you have a completion that is wajib. It has to be completed. Naam, it has to be completed. Wa nafsahu 
it is it yani the completion that must be completed naam the slave if he abandons it then he will subject himself yani to being punished he would be sinful he will be in the wrong and he will subject himself to being punished he will subject himself to being punished by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naam so when it comes to that establishing and completing of what needs to be complete from a tawhid then it is a must we have to establish it if we don't then we will be in the wrong we will be sinful and we will be subjecting ourselves to potentially being punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore anything that will negate that completion we got to be scared of it we have to be on our guard as relates to it we have to learn what it is so we sidestep it and we stay away from it naam and we have to fear of falling into it and then you have a completion um the second type of completion is that is that which is yani mustahabba kamalun mustahabbun you have a completion that is recommended naam idha fa'alahu zada bidhalika imanuhu if he does it then his iman will be increased if he does it his iman will be increased wa in lam yaf'al and if he doesn't do it la yakunu bidhalika athiman then he will not be sinful he will not be wrong for not bringing about the the additional completion wala mu'arradan lil'uqubah and he will not be potentially subjected to punishment naam so that second type that completion that is oblig that is uh, recommended then that comes what after the obligatory completion is done it's already complete and then a person goes for lack of a better term we say that extra yard that they and he goes that extra mile and so on and so forth for going that extra mile then a person their iman will be increased and they will be rewarded for it if they don't go the extra mile but they go yani as as far as they had to go and they made the completion of a tawhid and establishment of a tawhid then they're good then they won't be punished for not going that extra mile however if they don't make it to the mile marker that they were supposed to make it to if they don't make it that necessary distance and I'm using distance as a, a, a analogy and they don't make it that necessary distance then now they are exposed to being potentially punished and they have fallen into sin they have fallen into sin and so therefore it is incumbent and it is a must that we have extreme concern for the establishment of a tawhid and we have extreme fear from falling into shirk and we have an extreme concern of learning what is shirk so that we may avoid it and we have a extreme concern not just for ourselves but also for our children to learn what is a tawhid and to establish it and to learn what is shirk and thus stay away from it this is incumbent and this is a must and then the sheikh rahimahullahu ta'ala imam bin baz he goes on to mention the third category of a shirk but bismillah ta'ala we will save that until the next class fa naktafi bihad alqadr sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khairan